Welcome to Beyond the Beacon with Bishop Kevin Sweeney, a podcast of the Diocese of Patterson. I'm Jay Agnish, Communications Director for the Diocese and Editor of the Beacon Newspaper. And with me is Bishop Kevin Sweeney calling in from Lisbon, Portugal for a special episode. Bishop, how you doing? Hello, Jay. Hello, everyone in Patterson. Greetings from Lisbon. I'm, I'm doing very well. Thanks be to God and thank you for asking. Oh, that's great. I've been enjoying your posts on Instagram and following along and you've been doing like so, so many different things, so many activities and destinations you've been to. Why don't you maybe just let us know where you are right now and then we'll maybe rewind and, and maybe tell us uh, when the trip started and, and what you're, what, what kind of what's going on. Uh, so thanks. I, um, I'm currently in uh, the hotel in Lisbon. So we're, five hours ahead of New Jersey. I think it's around eight o'clock your time and it's one o'clock here. And um, so I just uh, did a second, um, what we call catechetical sessions. Um, the The program for World Youth Day, I think has been established now for a couple of decades, if not more, um, in that um, the three days leading up to the vigil on Saturday night and the mass, closing mass on Sunday with the Holy Father, they... Um, there are catechetical sessions. I remember them saying it was even 30 years ago in Denver when I was there. Um, I remember a highlight was the catechetical sessions that when I was asked to lead a catechetical session uh, leading up to, um, which I did yesterday. Yeah. Um, it struck me that um, I remember 30 years ago being a seminarian and really being inspired by the bishops who spoke. I can still remember the bishops who spoke uh, at those catechetical sessions. It was great music as there was today and in these days. And um um, Pope Francis has um, asked that the catechetical sessions be done in kind of a synodal way where there's teams actually of young people leading and organizing the session and then um, there's um, participation by um, different other pilgrims, the young people, and then the bishop kind of listens to that and then gives a response and, and then some catechesis. So, uh, so I was happy to do that yesterday and I accompanied actually the Bishop of Honolulu, Hawaii, invited me to go with him today. To uh, they, There's been a need for um, Spanish-speaking uh, bishops because oh, okay. there's certainly a large uh, uh, contingent from Spain. Um, yesterday I was with, um, there was a more mixed group from Argentina and Mexico and uh, led by a team from Paraguay. Today um, it was almost all um, uh, pilgrims from, from Spain, from different parts, parts of Spain. But uh, So really, really wonderful. Okay, so they've discovered that you could speak Spanish, so now you're being put to use. So these are these are the these are the rise up encounters, I guess they're called. Right? That's right, levantate, as we say in Spanish. Yes, awesome. rise up. And uh, so I've been a little separated from our dancing group for the last couple of days because they're um, they're at a different hotel and um, they uh, they're attending catechetical sessions in English. But I hope to be with them tomorrow. And um, maybe I'll just go back to the yeah beginning um in that uh it was wonderful to arrive in fatima um well arrive in lisbon on we left friday afternoon you flew into lisbon and we flew into lisbon and got on a bus and um we stopped at a place of a eucharistic miracle from the 1200s um you'll have to check uh on the name of that um uh santa rem i think and then that was about a half an hour outside the airport or so, 40 minutes. Uh, we did a rest stop and then uh, and then made it to Fatima and were there Saturday evening, Sunday and Monday. And, um, you know, one of the things um, in preparation 
I did a little reading on, as I mentioned in the column, that um, mm-hmm. uh, on Fatima and um, the message is Fatima, our, our blessed, the message of our blessed mother to the three children and really to all of us up till today and all of conversion and prayer. And um, it was in reading about Fatima and the message that I um, invited many to join us spiritually as I know many are joining us in prayer and it's been a good experience for me because and, and with the group uh, at Fatima at Mass and the Rosary um, we've been praying for those who are praying for us uh, and asking our prayers you know at home there in the diocese so um, that's really helped. Yeah it's so awesome that we can pray for you and know that you're praying for us and we're also journeying with you in a sense and we can. That's right see what's happening even on your on your instagram and and we had a couple a couple of your um dispatches from portugal in the beacon this week <laughs> okay yeah and uh i lo- i'm looking through instagram as we talk and and th- that candlelight vigil looked pretty amazing from fatima oh yes yes um um i didn't make it the first night i think because of jet lag although many of our young people did and many of our leaders as well and um you know, that's something also to mention that, that I'm realizing maybe two things. Um, the organization is, they must have been preparing here in Lisbon for mm. literally years and, um, says something beautiful about the church. Um, there's the parish I was in yesterday. They're hosting 2000 pilgrims between a couple of the parish buildings and families and, um, all the volunteers thousands of them um they're all wearing yellow shirts um they um they're they're courteous they're upbeat and they're you know from probably mid-teens to uh young adults and um it's just such a um a beautiful experience of the church and the portuguese people um as one of them said today they're happy to receive people um in their country and here in lisbon in the city but um but also um in our own group and getting to know some of the other groups, um, those who helped the young people to get here, whether it be financial contributions, parents, parishes, uh, and then the the adult chaperones that accompany the young people, you know, wouldn't happen without them. And Jonathan Camiola is doing a great job leading our, our great, our group. And, and I'm happy that we have two of our seminarians or two transitional deacons, um, mm-hmm. that are having this great opportunity to interact with some of our young people. And, we're tra- traveling with our neighboring diocese of Metuchen. And so we have, a, we have each of about 40 or so. Um, and, uh, so it's a group of 82 buses and, uh, there's some priests from the diocese of Metuchen. Father Stefan Lass, the pastor of, uh, Holy Rosary and Passaic is with our group. And so mm. just to be aware and have that gratitude for, you know, all those who are making this experience possible for our young people. What's the vibe like? What's the energy like? Oh, it's, uh, that, um, it's been throughout and it struck me, especially last night, um, when the USCCB hosted a, a holy hour, mm. really for vocations, um, and for all the United States pilgrims and Bishop Barron spoke before the holy hour. And there was, you know, great music and the kids, thousands of kids were jumping and chanting and singing. Each of the bishops introduced themselves and when they heard their diocese or their state, you know, there was a great roar and, you know, that energy that's going to be amongst young people, even though they're tired, even they've been, uh-huh. you know, at it for a few days now, but, um, but the blessed sacrament was exposed and the park went silent. Um, 
And that's, yes, there's a vibe of celebration and a good time, but there are also young people of faith. And I put it in my post last night that um, it gives me confidence for the Catholic Church in the United States and the Catholic Church all over the world that there are all these young people who are really taking their faith seriously and um, and want to be in the presence of Jesus in prayer. And um, it is uh, really, really inspiring. And a religious sister, a Dominican, I have to get her name, gives such a beautiful witness talk. And she, she was young herself. And you could just tell how she was connecting with the kids. I said Bishop Barron. And so there's a great upbeat vibe, vibe but there's also a vibe of, 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 of faith and prayer. Um, and, and the young people opening their heart to the Lord. And I remember I, when 30 years ago when I was 23 and the first year of theology in Denver, uh, for me, it was really a, a first time to experience the universal church, the Catholicity you know, of the church, because mm-hmm. it was everybody together with the Holy Father. And that's certainly the case here. Now, this is your third World Youth Day? Or? Actually, my yeah. fourth. Fourth. Um, so... My first was as a seminarian, and then I attended Cologne in Germany and Sydney. I always forget which was in 05 and which was in 08, but uh, I think Cologne was 05 and Sydney 08. But as of when I was vocation director in the Diocese of Brooklyn, Bishop DiMarzio, Brooklyn for many years has had a large group, so I think they have 300 here this this this, um, mm. this time. And, uh, Bishop DiMarzio felt it was important to have seminarians travel with the young people, and, and as so as vocation director, I got accompany the seminarians and so uh, that was a, a blessing um mm. in cologne and and in sydney so, so this is number four okay so world youth day is kind of a misnomer it's it's certainly more than one day <laughs> yes and the, the, they use the word in spanish um um jornada journey that it's the world youth journey maybe that's a mm. title but right yes it's always uh at least uh from the, the arrival of the Pope on Tuesday or Wednesday up until the closing Mass on Sunday. So at least, you know, five five days, I'd okay. say, for, for everyone. And he arrived yesterday. I know today he'll That's be right. celebrating his first Mass then? Uh, actually, I, I'm not sure where he had Mass today. There's a opening, uh, welcoming ceremony. And you can see on some of the pictures, the, there was an opening Mass for the pilgrims in Lisbon, celebrated by the Cardinal Archbishop of Lisbon mm-hmm. on uh, Tuesday, Tuesday. Evening, the, the days get uh, <laughs> kind of mixed together. Yeah, as was, traveling, yep, but, Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, um, and so if you see those pictures or the welcoming ceremony for the Holy Fathers in the same place tonight, and it's like a version of Central Park, except a lot longer. And uh, geographically, it's up on a hill that goes down to the to the water, the river that goes into the Atlantic. Uh, Lisbon's a beautiful city. Yeah. But it's like a perfect place for hundreds of thousands of people to gather and so that's a, a, where the uh, welcome ceremony will be tonight. Okay. Yeah, the images are beautiful. There's like this sloping kind of hill. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So what are you looking forward to next? So I'm hoping to be with our Dawson group at a catechetical session tomorrow. Then, again, another custom of World Youth Day over the, these decades now is uh, on Friday, the Holy Father leads the Stations of the Cross. So... I think, again, that's going to be at the main spot in Lisbon, where the ceremony is tonight, uh, tomorrow, I think, in the late afternoon. And then uh, Saturday, we'll have Mass in the morning, I think, together as a group. I think I'll go to where our group is staying 
celebrate mass in the morning. And then at some point, late morning or midday, everyone will start walking out to, uh, I think it's, um, it, it was a, a shipping container spot that's been cleared out. That's now, now a, a, a city park, I think, but outside the, huh. I guess on the outskirts of the city of Lisbon. And that's where everybody's going to head on Saturday, sleep there Saturday night, and then the closing mass on Sunday. Uh, okay, so they sleep out in like an open space. Yeah, with their sleeping bag or something, or wow. like a makeshift sleeping bag if they're if they're all. So, so, so you, I'm guessing you're not going to be sleeping out this year. <laughs> well, I <laughs> but you have I before did my first three, but I think uh, <laughs> I they've made arrangements for the bishops to come back to the hotel and then head back there. Uh, yeah, Sunday morning. So um, I'll have to make that sacrifice. I think. And um, and you've been. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. And, you, and you've been hanging with some of the other bishops. I noticed you were uh, in a photograph next to Bishop Robert Barron again. Did you get a, talk, yeah. a chance to talk to him Actually, or, or other bishops? Actually, I had breakfast with him one morning, which was very nice. Oh, wow. And I guess it was Monday evening. We arrived, our group arrived from Fatima um, um, Monday afternoon. And then Monday evening... I only found out when I arrived at the United States ambassador who's um, originally from New York and spent some time on Long Island. Um, hmm. She um, hosted a reception for the bishops. And so there were about, I'd say, 15 or 20 of us that went to the uh, embassy. And so Bishop Barron was in that group. And that's when we took a picture with the uh, ambassador that I just happened to be next to Bishop Barron. So yeah, that so was that, great. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's on your Instagram. Go ahead. That's all I want to say. Hello, everyone. I'm Freddie Garcia, and I just want to tell you about another show produced by the Diocese, The Paul Street Journal, a podcast all about Catholic economics. If you're interested in Catholic social teaching or economics, which I really think you should be, you should come check out our show. You can find it on the St. Paul Inside the Walls YouTube channel, linked in the description, or wherever you get your podcasts. So yes, it's been also a good opportunity to get to know and spend some time with uh, some of the other bishops. The uh, Bishop of Honolulu, I think he said he's 73 or 74. Hmm. He was ordained a priest in 1975, and he's uh, very much young at heart and uh, did a great job uh, connecting with the Pilgrims of Spain this morning, and uh, so I was glad to be with them. And again, the catechetical sessions end with mass right around eleven thirty or noon, and it's a good way of um, getting the day started. With they usually start with some upbeat music and get the kids going, wake them up, and then uh, some interaction and a little talk and catechesis, and then mass, and then they're kind of oftentimes free for the afternoon with an event in the evening. So mm. it's a, I think they try to keep it pretty balanced because. You can't keep the young people going at the, um, you know, some the pace that they've been at some of the days for uh, seven or eight days in a row. So you kind of mm. look for times where I think that I heard that there's a there's a pool and a gym at the uh, at this hotel where I, our group is staying. So I think some of the young people are mm. taking advantage of that to recharge their batteries. I guess. Mm-hmm. Now you had set, mentioned so you did a catechetical catechetical session. It was yesterday, and now you did another one today with this bishop right. from yeah. Honolulu. Okay, and what can you share with us for either session or both? What your what your message was? 
what your takeaway was from not only like from the folks who spoke before you, from the young adults or the youth who spoke before you, but then also what your message was for them. So there's a theme uh, for each day, um, I think connected to one of the Holy Father's uh, encyclical letters. And so yesterday focused on the environment and the importance of us caring for the environment as Pope Francis likes to call it our, our common home. And um, he wrote a well-known document, uh, Laudato Si, um, praise be to God and for the beauty of the earth and along the spirit of St. Francis, uh, recognizing um, the presence of God and the beauty of creation. And so there's also a gospel passage for each day. And yesterday, the, the theme of the whole World Youth Day for this year is Mary went in haste, got up in haste to visit Elizabeth as she did after mm -hmm. the Annunciation. And so um, the gospel yesterday was um, how Mary went in haste to visit Elizabeth. And the question, kind of reflection for the young people was, um, how do we see in the um, message of the visitation or the account of the visitation uh, a call to care for creation and i gotta say it was i sat with a couple of leaders small groups and they were struggling a little bit to come up with the connections between the environment and the visitation but as we hmm. gave it some time uh and impressed by the young people they you know talked about one talked about you know maternity obviously mary and elizabeth are both um expectant mothers at that time and uh so the responsibility of motherhood for a child uh, also mm. talks about our responsibility uh, to care for um, the gift that God gives us in, in terms of the place we are to live. And, mm. um, so they um, they talked about service and about um, a word Pope Francis likes, protagonists, that he wants them to be protagonists. And I share with them that, you know, I... As a teenager, I remember hearing the word environment, but I don't think it was nearly a topic that um, mm -hmm. it is today. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, as we're seeing some of the weather this summer, there's, uh, I think, mm -hmm. more and more evidence that we need to do better in terms of caring for our environment. And I think it's also, um, um, uh, they talked a little bit about Mary helping Elizabeth to care for the house and, uh, mm -hmm. and, and while she was waiting to give birth and, and how we have to kind of care for our home. We have responsibilities in our own homes with our families, but um, we have to take care of the home of our planet as well. So, uh, so they did a great job. And, uh, and um, it's also certainly a call for them to take a leadership role in their communities, um, be active and, you know, aware kind of politically in terms of uh, some of the things that are happening and decisions that are being made and, and the values that we hold and, so um, um, it was interesting too to hear from young people from other countries uh, and mm -hmm. um, you know some of the things, some of the freedoms and opportunity. I think we have to participate in um, uh, electing our leaders here in the United States. We can maybe take that for granted, and when we realize that some don't necessarily have that opportunity. Um, mm. uh, so, um, but again. Just a really, really good spirit, a positive spirit. Today, uh, the theme was uh, about um, amistades sociales, our, our, 
our social relationships and friendships and how we interact with one another as community and neighbors and friends. And uh, the gospel was um, the the wedding of Cana and certainly was that interaction between Mary and the the waiters and waitresses as they ran out of wine and the families Mm. hosting the wedding and um, our blessed mother telling them, do whatever he tells you. So um, um, there was certainly plenty for reflection there. And and uh, the Bishop of Honolulu did a, a really good job in terms of um, encouraging the kids to get to know one another and not only from their own country, but the World Youth Day provides that opportunity to uh, interact with. And there's a lot of waiting too, you know, you get to a place early and hmm. security. And so, um, as the Bishop said, there's plenty of time to <laughs> interact with each other. So okay. uh, that was, uh, I think, a good, a good uh, encouragement from him to... Um, use that time wisely for the young people. Yeah, oh, it's, it's great. Sounds sounds awesome. And I, there's a lot of dancing and music, I see, yes. as well. <laughs> All right. The instruments and, yes. Well, good. I, I uh, don't want to keep you too long. Is there anything else you want to share or any message for us back in the Diocese of Patterson here? Uh, gratitude for all those who help the young people here. I know some of the young people are here on scholarships because um, others others have donated to so that they could be here and others, you know, did a lot of fundraising to get here. Uh, I met, uh, there's a group from Holy Trinity and St. Anthony Parish in Passaic and Saint, I think some from St. Anthony's Patterson as well that mm. kind of organized their own group and um, Father Mike Lee is here with a group from uh, his parish in Netcong, and so uh, we have the official group, but then there's uh, some other groups that are here as well. So, uh, but again, for each of the young people here, whether it be from our diocese or from the United States or from whatever country in the world, they wouldn't be here about without those who helped them to get here. So, to have that sense of gratitude, and certainly I express that to to those in our diocese who helped others to get here, and then um, to continue journeying together in the spirit of prayer. Uh, the pilgrimage is something that's been part of our faith tradition, and we certainly experience it here in another place, in another country, doing a lot of walking and uh, making some sacrifices here and there, but but mostly uh, just a, a joyful spirit of prayer and and that we're, we're walking together, whether it be here physically in Lisbon or, you know, spiritually united in prayer. And, and so please... To everyone who's praying with us, keep them up. And if you haven't done it yet, there's still a few days more to join us in, in that prayer. And mm. I thank uh, yourself, Jay, and Cecile, and some others who are, um, and our two deacons who are here with us, who are helping with uh, sending photos and comments and other things so that many of know are following us on, on social media and I've gotten a number of uh, uh, messages about that. So uh, it's great to, to, to be journeying together. And uh, again, just ask everyone to keep us in your prayers. Absolutely. And you reminded me. Um, so the birthplace of St. Anthony of Padua is in yes. Lisbon. And you had a fun comment on your Instagram that in Lisbon, they refer to him as St. Anthony of Lisbon. That's right. Yes, yes. <laughs> and there was I read in the preparation for Fatima, I think when Pope St. John Paul came, I think it was him, one of the popes uh, when he came, said, um, you know, he's not... Um, St. Anthony of Padua and the place went crazy. He said that here in Lisbon. But he, then he said, 
but he's also not St. Anthony of Lisbon. And they were all, uh, and he said, <laughs> he's St. Anthony of the world. So, uh, because great. he's certainly beloved saint all over the world, but here he's St. Anthony of Lisbon. They're, they're very proud of him. Uh, and I sent a little note to Monsignor Hunt, the pastor of St. Vincent the Martyr in Madison, because I learned yesterday that from the stained glass windows in the cathedral that, um, the, the first patron of, of the city of Lisbon is uh, St. Vincent the Martyr. And so, um, so he and St. Anthony are co-patrons. And, um, yeah. so, uh, yeah, a lot, lot, lot of learning. We, we're always learning too, which is a good thing. Yeah, that's great. And that was when you visited the Cathedral of St. Mary Majora. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. We did a walking tour. That's right. Yep. Well, thank, thanks so much for your time and for these updates. Gonna let you. My pleasure. I hope the uh, connection is good and that it comes through in the podcast. And thanks, Jay, for making it happen. Of course. All right, Bishop. Have a great rest of the trip. Well, be in touch. God bless. Thanks. Take God, care. God bless. Bye. Bye. Thank you for spending time with us. Join us again for the next episode of Beyond the Beacon. Please subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening. Give us a positive rating, write a review. And if you're watching this episode on Bishop Kevin Sweeney's YouTube channel, be sure to like the episode, follow the channel, and ring the bell for notifications. Email questions and podcast topic ideas for the bishop to beyond at patterson.org. Thank you for listening to Beyond the Beacon.